हैं You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And let me just double check here. Do we have my favorite co presenter Jill Kirby are you there honey I'm here you're there yay <laughs> another successful start to a show okay so um today we are going to continue on with our um and I'm thinking of calling it DIY do your own astrology reading yeah I might change up my now nah, that'll never happen <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I keep threatening to, you know, like do something sexy with my website. And I even I think I have a message up there that says, you know, I'm in the reconstruction mode. And I think it's been up there for like six months. But anyway, um, so if you want to follow along with the visual visuals that go with this show, uh, please go to uh, cardinalastrology.ca. And if you go to the radio tab, uh, you will see uh, that we're on episode 105. And we are continuing on with the Life Cycle series. And we've come to, well, not really the end of the road, but close. Because <laughs> I don't think we're going to talk a lot about, in terms of life cycles, any of uh, the other ones. Except we might come back one day and do Chiron. Yeah. But we are out to what was the final frontier in the planet Pluto when it was a planet. Of course, you know. Um, yes, clearly those <laughs> astronomers, they might be good at naming and counting planets and stuff. But they have no idea about the... How, how powerful a little guy like Pluto can be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so uh, we are, um, yeah, we're going to follow kind of the same format. And, um, and so to start off with, Pluto was actually not brought into the astrologer's toolkit until the 1930s. And um, he was actually discovered Discovered February 18th, 1930 at a observatory in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, and, you know, it, it sort of, at the time actually, and so I've heard through other podcasts and stuff, I mean, uh, there was hope that we would replace all of the doubling up of the traditional rulership scheme um, so that, you know, there would be, what, 10 planets all together, I guess. Yeah, well, so, yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can count that high today. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, 
Yeah, so um, the modern astrologers did, uh, once they started to get a feel for it in charts, uh, they did associate it, and it is still associated with uh, the sign of Scorpio. Of course, I could take personal offense to that, as that is my sign, but, and then again, I kind of like them, <laughs> so maybe I won't. Okay. Um, That's because you're a Scorpio. Well, yeah, you know, what do you mean, death and rebirth? That can't be a bad thing, can it? <laughs> well, no, and, and you know, it, it, he's, he's, he's the god of the underworld. Which yes. Well, deep. I mean, and Scorpio's And he wasn't very nice, though. Well, I mean, he, he did nasty things to women. He did because he was very lonely. <laughs> oh, so that makes it okay. Whoa, no, careful. <laughs> He was isolated down in a dark, dingy underworld. <laughs> that doesn't give him permission. And I'm sorry. And he was very lonely. And so <laughs> Venus actually sent sent him. Did she send him Persephone? Are you serious? She did. She she Venus. What the hell? Beauty on Pluto, and so she shot him with an arrow that he would be you know, smitten with the next woman he saw, and the next woman he saw was Persephone, frolicking in the fields, oh, looking God. lovely. So he hopped in his little chariot and went up and just took her for a trip. Took and, her for a trip. <laughs> and, and, we we know, could actually get phone calls from this episode. <laughs> yes, well, it is called The Rape of Persephone. It I is. He did take her against her will, but... She became the queen of the underworld. and Only um, for half a year, though. And Well, that's because her mother was... was Pissed off. Ceres, Demeter, the goddess of the yep. harvest. And she was so so upset that she couldn't find her daughter. Well, yeah. She was letting, the, she was letting her job slip and not, not <laughs> making her job work. slip. <laughs> you know, she, she just kind of gave up on her work, which was to keep the earth flourishing. Yes. And so the gods kind of went, mm, we can't have this. So Mercury, who was the only one who could go between the upper world and yes. the underworld. A characteristic and, of Mercury that people should not forget. Yeah. Yes. So he went down and, um, you know, he tried to get, get Pluto to let her go. And um, he's, Pluto said, well, if, if she hasn't eaten anything down here, she can go. But she'd eaten a few pomegranate seeds. Darn those Oops. pomegranates. Darn. I know. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. but then, you know, again, Jupiter, who's his brother, he's the brother of Pluto and Neptune, uh, Jupiter came down and said, uh, hey, guy, um, you got to let her go, but um, so we need to strike a deal here. <laughs> And so this is Pluto, just so misogynistic. But anyway, continue. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, well, this was the beginning of the patriarchal system, honey. <laughs> and so, so Pluto said, okay, well, she can have her half the year and I get her the other half the year. And so they were okay with that. And that's how that worked out. And, you know, as queen of the underworld, she had some perks, I guess. I guess. <laughs> anyway, okay. So... <laughs> That is the myth, and it was a little girl, actually, that came up with the name Pluto. And so, uh, actually, Hollywood snafued onto that and turned it into this glumping dog figure in cartoons. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, in the 30s, uh, there was another backdrop, 
and it was a little scary. It was called the capacity for humans to annihilate the entire ecosystem of the planet with the atomic bomb. Um, Using plutonium. Yes, using, and they called it plutonium. Yeah, yay. Okay, so anyway, we have had uh, 30, so we haven't had even 100 years of conscious Pluto. Uh, But there has been one reference that I have seen used more times than anybody else. And so I'm going to read a little bit of the passage from uh, Psyche and Cosmos, Cosmos and Psyche by Richard Tarnas. And this is what he has to say about Pluto. Okay, so associated with elemental powers, that which compels, empowers, intensifies whatever it touches, overwhelming catastrophic extremes, primordial instincts, cathartic elimination, transformative, ever-evolving with biological processes of birth, sex, and death, The cycle of death and rebirth, upheaval, breakdown, decay, and fertilization. And I think that's a key one, that fertilization. Violent purgatorial discharge of pent-up energies. (laughs) This is me on a bad day, yes. (laughs) Purifying fire situations of life and death, extreme power struggles, all that is titanic, potent, and massive. Uh, Yeah, so Pluto represents the underworld and the underground and all senses, uh, elemental, geological, instinctual, political, social, sexual, urban, criminal, mythological, demonic. Yes, it is dark, mysterious, taboo, and often terrifying reality that lurks beneath the surface of things, beneath the ego, societal conventions, and the veneer of civilization. Again, there's another one to pay attention to, that happy veneer. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Well, and a lot of that is, you know, Capricornian structures that they're talking about. Oh, yeah, just a veneer, exactly. Beneath the surface of the earth that is periodically unleashed with destructive and transformative force. Pluto impels burns, consumes, transfigures, and then, in theory, resurrects. Yay, Pluto. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Every, every death is, is, is a birth of something new. They, you know, well, new, new. And in order for something yeah. new to be born, yes, something yeah. has to go, you know. Yeah, it's, no, that's yeah, true. That's every that's day true. in our lives, you know, we, something ends and something new begins. And yeah. And Pluto in and of itself has no stake, I believe, in whether the new would be perceived by the person going through the experience as being good or bad. Yeah, he has no stake in that part. Well, that's our own perception. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when we're uncomfortable, we say it's bad. That's true. That is true. But certainly that doesn't mean it's bad. It means that we're uncomfortable. Um, it could be bad as well. <laughs> well but again, you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need, right? Uh, to quote the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, um, so um, moving on with, because uh, there'll be more. Don't worry. There'll be space. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, is Pluto significant in your chart? Okay, so after having read that little 
dialogue. Okay, so obviously, if people are born with uh, Pluto uh, in strong configuration natally, it does presuppose that their life will contain some of these kind of transformational moments, or they themselves may be the person who is um, the generator of those transformations in other people. You know, so obviously, if you ha if you are born with Pluto, that's angular, first, tenth, fourth, and seventh. If it's conjunct a planet, um, and uh, I have a comment to make about that when we get to Mars. Um, if it's square, uh, obviously, you're going to run headlong into Plutonian type scenarios. Um, in opposition, Pluto is going to walk in the door, uh, possibly in your life. Or you may be the Pluto walking in someone else's door. Uh, the sextile and trine, um, they are they they are going to think that what's about to happen, they're going to really enjoy. But it might be more intense than they had in mind. Yes. Okay, so um, let's just talk a little bit about when it is natally strong. So I've got mine in the 10th house. Yes, um, right on the 10th. Yeah. The opposition, my son. Yeah. So, so are you intense at all? Do you meet intense people? She has to think about that. <laughs> um, I can sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I can say that sometimes you're intense. Yeah. Although as a as a Scorpio card carrying Scorpio person, intense people are I mean, I can spot them a mile away and I can warn other people about them, but I myself enjoy them. Right? You know, like there's I don't know. It's just Well, the other thing about real. Pluto the other thing about Pluto and the power is that basically he's the god of power, really. Yeah. You know, um, he, power is subtle. Power isn't in your face. Power is very subtle stuff. Oh, I think you're speaking from your Libra rising there, but yes. Okay. No, well, I don't see it as being very subtle, but then I, I see yeah, it. So I'm taking the example of the these Qigong masters who can yes, yes, hold up a good hand point. and knock a whole group of people over just by holding their hand up, not yes. touching. Yeah. That is power. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that is very Plutonian. It's yeah. not, you know, walking around going, you know, bring it on, I'm going to punch your lights out, because you're not looking for a fight. But it is, it is the power that is within us. Yes, that, that part I agree with. Yeah. But there is also, um, power does speak in a way that has this intensity to it. And uh, in my little notes here, it's sort of like the tractor beam, especially when it's with the sun. So the charisma that Pluto might offer um, when it's conjunct a person's sun, um, you know, there will be almost like a tractor beam effect um, in which, you know, there's, there's a lot of power behind that radiance that they're putting out there. Yeah, it's a, it's a powerful frequency for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, when it's with the moon, <coughs> and 
um, I don't know how many charts, and of course, Joe will chime in here in a minute, um, where you look at the chart and you see, oh, look, this child has moon conjunct Pluto. I wonder what sort of relationship they have with their mother. <laughs> well, we have two daughters who have moon Pluto conjunct. Yes, I know, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I've often wondered that myself. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, for the person who actually has this, um, obviously it'll depend on what sign, and recently it has been Libra, Scorpio, Sag, and Capricorn people, um, even, I guess you can go back to Virgo and Leo as well, but um, that will kind of color that experience as well, um, but it does create, I would think, a tremendous bond um, for good or ill, but it's it's um, it's intense. It's powerful. Yeah, yeah. The shaping there is, yeah, noticeable. It's also, I think, it because the moon is one's emotions. They have deep, deep, intense emotions, but not always. Again, there's these are not always on the surface, right? Yes. No. 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 Yeah. So. As with a lot of Scorpios, you see there's some intensity, but you don't see what's really going on <laughs> under the surface. Well, yeah, and and I think the idea of ultimate transparency is, uh, you know, it, that's never going to be on because we, you know, we do not walk in another person's shoes, nor could we ever, right? You know, so there is, and Pluto speaks to that fact, right? That, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now my next one, um, Pluto Mercury, this is possibly the, you know, the deep researcher or the person who can um, stay cool, calm and collected in the face of, uh, you know, a war type scenario like uh, this. So this could be a journalist, a war journalist or uh, a surgeon, you know, where all the blood, guts and gore is fine. They're just curious about, you know, how is this heart working or not or whatever. Or, or someone like uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross who's yes. working with the whole issue of people dying. Yeah, you know? death and dying and and being people right comfortable in that. In yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's also the power to persuade, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They can be, well, again, Pluto, in its role of having to do with the underworld, it can have many meanings to underworld. And so you can yes. deal with some people who are literally, you know, from that other kind of underworld that we talk about as being you know, gangsters and stuff. Yes, yes. So, yeah, yeah, so your mafiosa um, enforcer <laughs> might have Mercury conjunct Pluto. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here, you know, come with me. I have some shoes for you. Or people doing crimes, you know. Yes, I mean, exactly. Planning, planning and hatching. Ah, yes, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because you've got all sorts of devious ways of concocting that people aren't going to see, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, with oh. always gives the lower or the higher vibration. Exactly, exactly. Now the next one, Pluto Venus. Um, this one is it's hard not to just go straight to the idea of uh, karma with Pluto Venus, um, but it's uh, 
it's that kind of love that a lot of movies attempt to portray, but rarely really do successfully. Uh, and I think, you know, there was a period of time, especially in our age group, where there was this whole idea of uh, soulmate, um, which, yeah, uh, one could have quite a discussion about that. But I suspect with Pluto Venus, that if such a phenomena were possible, it would be with these types. Well, I think there's a, that what comes out for me is sort of like a magnetic attraction. Yeah, yeah. Right, Venus being the planet of attraction, and there's something very kind of magnetic about that 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 sort of deep unknown kind of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and the fact that the merging is going to transform you, and there I mean, is an element I think of merging when it comes yeah. to Pluto. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and there can be there can be incredible passion with Pluto. Oh God, yeah, yeah, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Like, if I can't have you, nobody can kind of Yes, thing. yeah. Ooh. That's the danger, unfortunate danger. part. That yes, yeah. Yes, that would be the danger of that. Now, the next guy, uh, Pluto Mars. And uh, in Reinhold Ebertine's book, he suggests that it's superhuman power. Uh, what I have often seen and have used in the context of a reading when I see, especially Pluto conjunct, but um, I take it down a notch if it's a square or an opposition. But the way I usually present it is we all have personal power, but we all aren't wired directly to it. So for instance, when I see a Pluto conjunct Mars, I usually tell the client that they are they, they're like the kid with the big stick in the park, except they may not realize that they have the big stick in the park. And people who are not as connected to their power will often challenge them. And they run the risk of, because it's easy for them, of overpowering said challengers. And I've not yet met anyone that I've done readings for that don't kind of open their eyes a little bit and go, Really? And I'm like, yeah, if there's one to 10, you're a 10. Most people aren't 10s. And so yeah. they have a personal responsibility to own how easily they can access their own power. Yeah, anyway. and I, I, for, for me with uh, clients like that kind of aspect, I would tend to suggest that they get into some martial arts. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, as I was just talking about the Qigong masters, that's the kind of power they have, eas more easily accessible. Yes. And so they use that, you know, get that kind of training. They know how to not, you know, use it in a kind of way. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and again, you know, there's positive and negative expression. You, you can get people who are just, just violent people. Yes. Or people that don't realize, why does everybody challenge me? Or they are people who have been yeah. abused. Yes, yes, That's unfortunately. That's very common with Mars Pluto. Yeah, yes. And particularly exactly. I've, in my experience, when I see the Mars, the people who have that Mars Saturn Pluto conjunctions. Right. There's usually sexual abuse, but all, you know, if not, then just, you know, abuse, period. Yes, but yeah. Why, like, yeah. Kind yeah. Of, and, you know, with Mars Pluto as well. Because the sexual aspect can be used to control people. Oh, yes, totally, totally. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so Pluto-Jupiter. What do you mean I'm not the king? 
I'm, I'm sure I'm the queen. Um, and on a positive <laughs> side, the drive to improve oneself. <laughs> um, their achievements can to others be threatening, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you could also, you could also have almost a mag, um, manic depressive kind of thing, depending on what Ooh, it's. Ooh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, where it's up, down. Pluto, you're sitting on the mountain and you've got Pluto who's down in the underworld. And yes, and so the, a wild ride between the two, yeah. So, you know, if you're able to you to merge those energies, and, and again, it depends on how it's aspecting other more yeah. personal planets, but um, I think it can be incredible you know, mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful. I, you know, again, I'll go back to my dad's chart because he had the, the Jupiter-Sun conjunction. It was opposite Pluto. Right, yeah. And so he had this tremendous charisma and, you know, had no problem rising to the top of any organization he got into. But he didn't have the mm, awareness to right. use it in a really positive kind of way. Okay, and the last one, which... Jill has already alluded to in terms of how crappy it can be. Um, Pluto-Saturn. So people here would absolutely need to take responsibility um, for uh, understanding how power and boundary work. Um, the books will say things like hard labor, cruelty, um, due to shrinking and hardening. So this can also manifest itself in really um, not comfortable disease scenarios. Um, you know, like I imagine some of the rheumatoid arthritis and things like that where there's a shrinking and a hardening. Uh, so things become increasingly rigid or restrictive. Uh, it's also the act to rail violently um, and the ability to prevail anyway. Right, so yeah. this would be your uh, Terminator guy who just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, and I think too you've got you know ruler of Capricorn with <laughs> yes. I think probably some of these people who are you know make it to the highest echelons of what we call power in our world um, may have strong Saturn Pluto. Yes. Yeah. Because because they they. And it, you know, again, you have to know about their background, but they may have experienced yes. people restricting them through some manipulation or power. And manipulation is another Plutonian word. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so in order to get to Plutonium, they how to do that to others. You know, yes, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Like bullies like to bully other people because that's yeah they've been bullied and they don't want to be bullied anymore so they'll be the bully right yeah and you know so uh yeah but i think you can get people who are in you know the corporate world cutthroat corporate world would be like a saturn pluto kind yes of <laughs> yes it would be yeah. yeah 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 so both ends of that again that's always possible to have many manifestations of these things it is so in the generic... Have, and if you have mastered the responsibility part of Saturn, then you might be actually able to use power in a very positive way. Oh, yes. Yeah, there can be. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In the generic life cycle of Pluto, uh, because its orbit is 248 years long and it's egg-shaped, um, 
whether or not you get uh, sort of that little segment in a classic way. So for instance, for baby boomers, those born with Pluto and Leo, we would have gotten a waxing sextile between the age of 26 to 34. And again, that's because of this odd-shaped orbit. Uh, then we get a waxing square at 36 to 40, and we know that that's a precursor to some of the Uranus-Neptune scenarios. And then it's possible for some, the baby boomers, to get the opposition, uh, and that will come at 85-86. But it's um, right now we're going through a very fast period, uh, the fastest being Scorpio for Pluto. And so some of those folks will definitely, like children born in the 80s, the 90s, probably even into Capricorn, they will likely get um, that opposition for sure. Uh, but once you get further down, when it starts to slow down again, then I suspect, you know, people born with Pluto and Aries, they probably don't get the opposition just because well, yeah, the cycle is going so slow then. Grandparents and yeah. whatever who had Pluto in, in Taurus yeah. and Gemini. It was much slower back then. Yes, exactly. So um, I am going to uh, switch us up to the screen. I'm hoping that this works. Yes, yay! I'm going to back it up just a little bit. And yeah, so uh, the first graphic that I have for you to look at on my website is just sort of some of the wonderful associations that Pluto has. And then I have also and included on my website in this episode, although I should upload the other pieces to, you know, the Neptune and the Uranus episodes, but I have a 248 year cycle printed out with the approximate years that uh, the ingresses happened. And so we can see on this list that uh, Capricorn began in 2008. And when uh, Jill starts talking about the US chart, that becomes very significant. Um, and we are about to have a Pluto change of sign in 2023. So again, keep that in mind. But here I also put up a chart of this is a young woman. And just to show that, um, so, not everyone will get direct hits of Pluto and it depends on what time of the, you know, when, when in the year you were born and where Pluto was when you were born. And so in this chart, with that opposition, does she need another? Direction? Yeah, well, exactly. There is that, but I'm just using this as a demo for, uh, uh, for this phenomena. So she has Pluto opposite this huge chunk in Gemini um, yeah. And she will, the one direct one that she will get is to her Chiron and, but also to, which she would have already had, uh, in just a couple of years time, she's going to experience Pluto going over the ascendant. And we will be talking quite a bit about that in a moment. But then yeah. after that, it is never going to get down in her lifetime to a conjunction with her son, right? It's just because it travels too slow. She will get the squares, that kind of yeah. thing square, but that the square, the square will be a, a pretty intense oh yeah 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 and you know with any of these aspects when um, the outer planets start transiting because they are so slow um, the squares the oppositions they count as well definitely now the next example that I have is um, 
our prime minister who started with uh, Pluto and Libra back when he was born, which was in 1971. And so through the course of his life already, he has had Pluto conjunct Mercury, Jupiter, the sun, and shortly he will get it to his Venus. So I just, just to give as a bit of an example, so in, uh, let's see now, so Pluto conjunct Mercury, which was the first one uh, to the direct planets or to personal planets. This was the year 1990. Uh, it started in uh, 2000 and it finished in 2001. Uh, during that time frame was when his father died. And he went from being just a rich kid with a very famous father to delivering an eulogy that just threw him up onto the stage of the world or of Canada for sure. Um, and shortly after that, he did start to get into the political world, but you know, not on a very high level, but it was almost like Pluto kind of bumped him out there. And it would have been also, you know, coming to terms with having been, uh, you know, the child that he was with the father that he had and, um, you know, just how that lifestyle um, was afforded him. So the next one... has has fourth house too. Right? Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. And, and I, I'm guessing that the political aspirations certainly began. With oh, I'm, I'm sure they did, you know, because people would have commented on his ability, which is well, we won't dive too far into his chart because yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. we could spend a whole episode on this one. So I, his, I went over Jupiter, which is in Sag. That's very political. Um, and actually what it was, he, he was getting involved, um, but not in a very public way. But this was when he got married, right? And so that, and one with it being Jupiter and Sag, one can imagine that given... Uh, you know, the turmoil of his own upbringing with his parents, that he would have had some pretty strong ideals about what kind of marriage he wanted to set up. And Pluto would have called in a very magnetic relationship, one can only imagine. So then he enters uh, Parliament, and that's with Pluto conjunct the sun. Yeah, that's when he really, you know, came into Parliament. He wasn't Prime Minister yet or leader of the opposition, but by the time Pluto was finished, that those doors started opening. So it can be um, signatory of big things, but the next piece that, and we haven't talked about this yet with the other two slow-moving planets, but... I wanted to also get into the fact that typically with these planets, they strike more than once just because they're going slow and because from our viewpoint, they are retrograde for not quite half a year, but close to it. And so typically, uh, you know, with Uranus, Neptune and Pluto and even Saturn, uh, you will get three hits and um, at least, at least, yes. And um, both of us are going to just briefly um, say what it is, how we perceive those three hits. And so uh, for me, I have often seen that the first hit that something like Pluto or Uranus or Neptune make um, is usually kind of the most dramatic or uh, makes itself as most known to the person as it's going to. 
the second hit, though, is like, what the hell? You know, there's this process is still going on. And subjects that the, the Native thought were not on the table for this period of their life um, you know, like, well, I can change this, that, or the other thing, but no, not that. And then that gets put up onto the table. By the third hit, this is typically, usually during the second hit, this is when I would see clients come in, especially with a Pluto transit. And they'd be like, it's over, right? It's done. Um, you know, all this has changed in my life. <laughs> and Jill's shaking her head. And I used to like go, oh, God, <laughs> you really are not going to want to hear this. <laughs> and, you know, because they would all be looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, like, surely I'm going to come out of this. And I'd, I'd go, well, okay, so there's yet one more hit. And they'd just like, they'd want to fire you right about that. <laughs> I'm sorry (laughs) I didn't write this stuff I'm just letting you know you know Um, anyway because and and if they step back a moment especially given whatever their scenario was if it was to happen any faster they wouldn't live through it like come on you know some of these deep challenges and changes that occur in our life they do require time profound I mean yeah this, yeah this isn't superficial stuff this no it is, isn't no, this it is isn't. changing right to the very core and that yeah you know we don't live there we, we no we to, don't that's a good point and so it's taking you there whether you like it or not because you need to experience that you need to go that deep yes and, and yeah. clean things out at that level right I mean I remember hearing a story somebody told had a client who uh, who uh, was having their Pluto transit and they were cleaning out their closets. Good idea during Pluto transit. Yes, yeah. They took all their stuff, the stuff that they were keeping, they took to the dry cleaners, right? And so they were going off to some wedding or something. And when they came back to town and wanted to pick up their dry cleaning, the dry cleaners had burned down. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, how graphic can you get? Yeah, that's good letting go, but this has to go too. And yes. Yeah. These are things beyond our control, right? Yes. And it's yeah. like, but I want this, but it's not good for you. Okay. Yeah. So it has to go. And we don't always know what's good for us. Yes, yes. Just because we like it doesn't mean it's good for us. That and is so, true. That is true. You know, at that deeper level. And it's very, I think, very spiritual, really. Uh, uh, yeah. Is, and in hindsight, that. in hindsight, you can say that, that to a client. <laughs> it is, you know, it is, the, it's like they say, you know, God, you make your plans and God laughs. It's, it's that kind of energy. It's the, I think those outer planets are. It's like, yeah, I, you're going this way, but the hand comes down and says, you nope. need to change direction, <laughs> yes. you know, and 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 ultimately, which yeah. is what I always say to clients with the, the Pluto transit is, you won't appreciate it now, <laughs> but when you look back later, yeah, you will see that this was so important and was the the most the best thing that could have happened. It needed to happen, yeah, and you're better off down the road. It just won't feel like it in while you're in process because yes, it, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, and we like easy. 
Yes, we do. We do. So the the analogy that I typically would use with people is caterpillar, cocoon, butterfly, in that, you know, the caterpillar is munching on a leaf, on a tree, life's good, sun shining, and then it gets this notion to build a cocoon. And again, you know, so it builds a cocoon. And then something starts to happen. <laughs> and, you know, all I can picture is the liquefying caterpillar screaming, you know, and not being heard <laughs> in the middle of that process, right? You know, because I am sure going, melting down from being a caterpillar and then regenerating, regrowing into a butterfly, that process itself, yeah, maybe not so much so happy. <laughs> And okay, well, fine, I get to be a butterfly at the end, but really? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's it, to me, Pluto being, you know, part, it's such a, it's not just of the earth, it's be, beneath the earth, it's yes. underlying the earth. Yeah. It is the earth's cycles, it's the natural cycle of life. Yes. That, that, that is playing out, and it's playing out through all of us. And exactly. So, Exactly. That's what Pluto transits yep. for. It's that part of the cycle of your life where you got to go that deep to clear away what is no longer serving you so that you can flourish. Yes. Yeah. And in regard to that, I have often thought of it in just a bigger picture as uh, that the outer planet transits. It's like the evolution of our species is moving forward a step at a time. So that people who have the direct contacts, especially the conjunctions, they do represent the leading edge of the process of evolution uh, for our species. And so, you know, you're, you're in some ways you're carrying that energy when you're in that process. Although for you, it's obviously just going to be personal. Well, and, and yeah, I guess one of the keys to the outer planet transit is don't take it personally. Yes. <laughs> Which, you, know, you know, if you look at your birth chart, you know, when you're born and you project ahead. Oh, you, you can see it coming. It's coming. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, unless you get to blast off the planet. And more than just to the out, just to, you know, above the Hubble, you, you actually literally would have to land on another planet, like maybe for the time frame that the astronauts were actually on the moon, their astrology changed. Who knows? Well, I mean, that's, yeah. But I think, I think, you know, or that was part of their process. I mean, again, it's part of that process that was set in motion, well, for our intents anyway, was set in motion at your birth. Yeah, exactly. And it's playing out. And, you know, it's not personal. It's the it's what you were born to do. It was yeah. what was you were born to experience. So not railing against it is actually a kind of a helpful way to deal with it. Because and, it, and it's still okay to take, I often tell people, if you cannot take a baseball bat to the knees of your goddess, the universe, God, whoever it is, Allah, right, then fire them, get a new one, because you get to complain. I'm sorry, but you do get to oh, complain. Sure. I mean, it's yeah, not going to change anything, but you get to moan and groan and, you know. Absolutely. It's not, you, I'm not saying that you'll enjoy it, or it'll be party time, but acceptance, I think, is a really helpful thing to complain. Oh, yeah, yeah. During any yeah. of the outer planet transits, just accepting the what is, because it is. 
Yes. Okay. So where is Pluto and is he coming to knock on your door? So um, the other thing to keep in mind is that when, uh, especially if you're viewing, uh, you know, a, um, a planet as it's ingressing into a new sign in the Hellenistic model, of course, as soon as it does that, it also enters a new topical area. Uh, but either in the modern perspective of quadrant houses or in the Hellenistic, when a, when a uh, planet changes sign, it does enter a new, um, uh, a, a new state of experience that it's going to put the rest of us through. So Pluto um, has been uh, in Capricorn since 2008. And as Jill is about to point out, that had some pretty profound impacts that are not over with yet, because Pluto will not leave Capricorn until, um, when is it, 2023. And the US is doing something we people never get to do. And so I'm going to pull that chart up. Now dip his toe into Aquarius earlier in, in 2023, but doesn't actually fully move into Aquarius until October of that year. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, and I think this is a, it's a, a unique experience to be able to see a Pluto return. Yes. You know, we never see it in a human being because we just don't live that long. Yay. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's lived 248 years. Yes. <laughs> so, but we do have a neighbor to the south who is uh, having their Pluto return. Yes. As you were saying, Pluto went into Capricorn and their Pluto is in Capricorn at the end of Capricorn, but it went in, when it activated Capricorn in 2008, we had the big, big economic meltdown. Exactly. It didn't just affect the US because it, when it, when the US is affected, the world is affected. Yes. Especially when it comes to the monetary because they, you know, everything's tied to the big the US corporate. Dollar. Yeah. Right. Yes. And the dollar is the standard. Yeah. 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 So, so that resonated not just with them, but with the world because it, you know, the ripple out of that. Um, so that to me was the, as I said earlier, when we were talking, the beginning of the end. <laughs> and, and when it finally does, is finished with its return. That's kind of the end of the end. As it moves away from Capricorn, it's moving away from that. And yeah. the U.S. will not be the same. No, it won't. And the world, and it the world will therefore, will not be the same. Yeah. It is going to transform absolutely everything. Um, and and another piece of this Pluto thing in the in the U.S. chart is the opposition for, to Mercury, yes. as far as I'm concerned. Because, you know, they are key in that whole you know, Silicon Valley, all the mercurial communications stuff is yep. very, you know, they're very powerful in that realm, right? Yeah. So it's not just affecting the, the financial, which is second, eighth house, but also the, you know, how we communicate all yep. of that. Stuff, and right? that's also contracts. It's also um, the, the under the radar, um, thing that the U.S. has always had in terms of its attempting to politically control. Um, 
Yeah, like, and all of that is very Plutonian in nature in the sense that, um, you know, when it walks into another country and it deposes whatever regime it doesn't like and puts a new one in there, that's very eighth house stuff, Mercury. And contracts with them, and the contracts yeah. are, yeah. are that mercurial piece as well, yeah. and that's always financial contracts, right? Yeah, oh yeah. 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 which is the eighth house. So yeah. this is, you know, very, very pivotal here. So what we've had already is the the opposition of Pluto to Mercury. Yes, exactly. yeah. And and the square from Eris, as we talked about before. So <laughs> Yes, things good. are coming to light. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And they're changing. The structures are having to change, right? Because Pluto, uh, yeah. And, and the full moon we just had was squaring yeah. their yeah. Pluto. So... That's sort of like a precursor of, mm, something's coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's take this back to a personal level. So you want to be looking at, so Pluto, for all of us, has been in Capricorn since 2008. And where is that in your life? So if it's first house, this is could be very much dealing with uh, very difficult uh, physical scenarios health-wise. It could be just... Um, you know, you were one person when Pluto entered Capricorn, but the, your look and how you present yourself and who you think you are. And for, I'm got well, I know for sure Jill agrees with me. I don't know about other astrologers, but to me, Pluto going over your first house or through your first house and over your ascendant creates a very unusual phenomena where there is typically one life whole and complete comes to an end, and a new life begins. And that to me... to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that to me is the biggest change that any of the outer planets can confer. Um, and I've yet to meet a client who has been through that, um, who doesn't just sort of like, you mean not everybody gets that? And no, lots of people no. won't. Like, for instance, I can't because I won't live long enough for Pluto to go over my ascendant. So, but yeah, that's the biggie. Yes, it was huge. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Pluto through your second house. Um, obviously, resources and self-esteem are going to get transformed. Uh, so great loss, great gain, and a sense of destiny about that. Uh, so through the third house, uh, community, neighborhood, siblings. So this is ruthless behavior or transformative behavior. Right. So having to be in an environment where that aspect of your life is going through deep changes. I think probably the next toughest one would be Pluto uh, going through the fourth. And if you had personal planets there, um, because this could easily be the exposing of the stuff that was supposed to be left in the closet in a family. Um, well, I'll let you know because it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming up to yours. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, if you, it's got well, a ways to go because it's got to get into Aquarius and move through a bit. But yeah. yes, it will get there. I just, Well, unless I you know, don't know when I'm going. But <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, fifth house, the blessings of children and creativity. So you add the word power to that but hopefully not over children. Um, so I would imagine that, um, huh, what would you say well, about Pluto through your fifth house? I, for some people, it might be the, um, 
when they have a child. Right, after striving forever. That is and a huge life-changing event. Yes, yeah, that, that or, is true, that is true. Or, you know, a more unfortunate thing might be the loss of a child. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, which is also a life-altering event. So, yeah. you know, it, but it, it could all, at the same time be, uh, you know, discovering a new passion, a new creative Yes, and I, I'm thinking of the closet artist who doesn't realize, yeah, um, yeah. and once it's discovered, you know, or the musician who's just been playing on YouTube, and the next thing he knows, they're forced out onto a stage with a million fans or something, and right, yeah. or it could, or it could be the end of that chapter. Yes, yeah, and you know, doing something artistic, creative, and you that that's. You know, it's almost like chapters in a book, really. With Pluto. yes, because they are so long. Yeah. 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 So yeah, can do that. Okay, so through the sixth house, um, uh, you know, the healer or being healed, um, and this not being a joke, <laughs> this being incredibly serious and uh, having to pay attention, uh, could be easily life-threatening or life-ending. Um, but it's also the ability to support that kind of uh, healing that might be necessary. Yeah, and, you're, yeah. and the, the, the natural ability of the body to heal itself could yes. become, you know, like yeah. miraculous healing of something. Yeah, and, and that does happen. That does happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. new life in that sense, right? Yeah. Seventh house. I can speak to that one. <laughs> I had Pluto conjunct Saturn go over my seventh house cusp I got married it was very fated in the sense that um, I really did not understand what it meant to be in a relationship nor was I anyway I did do the death rebirth thing <laughs> through that marriage that began then um, yeah, mine was quite literal yes it went over the ascendant because I had two miscarriages in the end yes. of the marriage so. yeah yeah, it, it, it was like no, you're not going to do the having babies and being married thing anymore. That's done. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, yeah, the karmic connection to whoever happens to walk in the door, whether it's an enemy or you know a love or whatever. Um, when I see that in a person's chart, I know enough to say this will be profound period <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. and usually not av avoidable yeah no okay eighth house very dangerous field here so hostages and being held hostage whether that's through inheritance or legals or organized crime or um, cults uh, yeah Pluto going through your eighth house is no joke uh, one would want to keep their nose very clean and it could be just literally the the tr the the trek which is never simple and never short of being there when somebody close to you dies um, and having just to go through that whole process or it can be the loss of a loved one and yeah. the inheritance that comes from that yeah. as well. Yeah, and, 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 but that process is never simple. Yeah, discovering there's this massive you know, wealth that you didn't know was there. Or debt. Yeah. Yeah. Could be yeah, either I mean, way. The yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, so very eighth house stuff. <laughs> yeah. So ninth house with Pluto, you're on the jet that gets hijacked. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Uh, my humor is starting to come out. But, or it's meeting your spiritual um, 
guru and not realizing it and the profound impact that that might have. Yeah, or just the rebirth of, of your uh, spiritual, you know, beliefs in something. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, letting go of one and, and embracing a different one and finding a, a deeper connection sometimes yeah. to yeah. to what it means to have that, you know, kind of belief systems. Tenth house. You're going to be doing this Pluto transit on a stage. Oh yay. <laughs> So this would be the fall of the mighty, you know, like a Weinstein moment or a, uh, what what's his face? Bill Cosby, who went from, you know, this ideal I think, image I to... Richard Nixon was going through that. Ah, yes, the Pluto through the 10th. Watergate thing, where, where his underhanded stuff came to light. Yes, exactly. Oh, so unless you... Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing can come to light when it's up there, right? It's not in the underworld anymore. No, it's not. It's going to, all the dirty laundry will be laid out yeah. for the public yeah. to see. 11th house, uh, messianic figures, possibly. Yeah. Um, this is where yeah, you could easily yeah. get caught up in a cult. Yeah, yeah, the Jim yeah. Jones kind of thing. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. yeah. So 12th house, we are running out of time. That's why I'm kind of speeding through these a bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is uh, the house of self-undoing spiritual. Um, for some reason, I put dangerous 007. Jail of your own making. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if espionage sits in the 12th house or in the 8th no, house. I don't know if you go, you know, I don't know how much people notice it in the 12th house. Because I that's think that's true. preparing you for when it comes over the ascendant. You don't. Right. And you You're would know about this. You would know. Is, is the unconscious. So that's there's stuff, true. There's stuff brewing, but you don't. You're not going to see it till it's the ascendant, right? Oh, good point, Jill. Having lived through that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So one one thing I did want to mention about about Pluto, uh, in context of what's going on right now, because when it does get to zero degrees Aquarius. Mm -hmm. which it does early in, in 2023, which isn't that far away. Yeah. Spring of 2023, it sits on zero degrees Aquarius, which is the degree that the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction right. had at the solstice last year. Yeah. So to me, that is, a, again, that, that's, that solstice conjunction, which was so spectacular and, you know. Visual and everything, yeah. In yep. so many ways, on so many levels. Um, and to me, it was just the, the return of the light with Jupiter, you know, uh, overcoming the darkness. Um, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> that, that Pluto is, is, you know, sitting on that for, you know, three or four months, you know. In, in oh, yes. Right? Uh, is when we get to see what that was about. That right, what the whole Pluto through Capricorn, how... Yeah. Really signaling, we are in the age of Aquarius. Yes. This is a transition to a new age. And again, transitions are often very uncomfortable. Oh, yes, yes, yes. One yes. who's given birth knows it's the most uncomfortable part. So, <laughs> yes. So we're in transition. So yeah. that's what we're going through now. But I think once it gets firmly into, you know, that's in October of next year, then it will, uh, you know, that's going to be full steam ahead. 
Okay, and speaking of full steam ahead, we're down to 30 seconds. So, folks, (laughs) thank you for listening (laughs) to Astrology Today, and you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station, and we will see you next week. Bye, Jill. Bye. And I hope the rest, you all have a wonderful week ahead. And next week, we will be looking at what's on the docket for the month of November. Take care.